Hi, welcome to the Sacred You podcast. I'm Rachel Goodwin and I'm a channel and healer who loves to teach and empower others. I offer a look at spirituality in fresh and new ways and you can see more of my work at my website at rachelgoodwin.dk and the classes and sessions that I do. Welcome everyone to today's episode of Sacred You and today I am talking to Nancy Myers. Hello Nancy. Hello Rachel. And we've just been having a little chat about the difference in weather. (laughs) Yeah Yeah, me being in Southern California and me being in Denmark I'm afraid it's not to my advantage the weather. I mean we're getting some sun we are getting some sun these days which is nice because we've not had much this oh. winter it's been gray and but fairly mild and now it, we've got to march it's gone colder but sunny so <laughs> well, at least you get to recharge that's good <laughs> it is it is really nice it is really nice to see the sun and at, at least you can sort of sit inside and get the sunlight coming in you know exactly. without so much of that so much of that cold wind so it's lovely lovely to talk to you today how are, Thank how, you. Are, how are things there in Southern California? Good, good. Um, and it, can't complain. Um, you know, it's when you do this work, no matter where you are, you're surrounded by a little bit of magic. So, but uh, I do have to say, you know, prayers for, for what's going on and, and, um, and uh, just trying to turn up the light for everybody to, to, to help those suffering. And that's, I think it's important for all light workers. So I just wanted to get that in. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I was actually thinking that before um, when I was getting ready for the interview because a lot of the work I do, I don't, I, I don't know if I well, I don't know if I should say this really because I'm not selling myself very well. But the, a, lot okay. of the work, a lot of the work I do, it is very transformational, and you have to put a lot of work in, you know. Uh-huh. And then yeah. I was thinking about like your what I was reading about your work, and and I had this feeling of comfort come in from it ah. that is quite comforting for people. And I was thinking, yeah, what I do really doesn't do that. So this is actually it's a really <laughs> nice time to talk to you because well, you know things are tough right now, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, they, things are tough, and and um, you know it's one thing that spirit tells me is don't give up 
don't get drugged down in, in, you know, in the negative, um, try to stay in the vibration of love. That's what you can do to help the most. And uh, so that's what we need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where should we start? Where do you want to start <laughs> telling your story? Well, I think it's always good to start at the beginning, right? <laughs> So, um, unfortunately my beginning is a little sad, but, um, I won't dwell on that. Um, you know, most of my life, um, I always believed in, um, spirit and, um, being able to communicate and that there was something more, you know, after we left these physical bodies, what I didn't think is that I could do it that I was anybody special, you know, only those very gifted, very select few could, could connect with spirit and, and talk to the angels or, you know, um, well, all that changed. My son was my son, Robbie, um, was going back to visit his, um, cousins in North Carolina and he wasn't feeling good, but he said, no, mom, I promised the girls, you know, I'm going to come back and visit them. And I said, okay, he had a terrible cold. And um, I gave him a hug and he walked down the pathway to get in his car and the shudder came over me and I just tried to bury it. But um, two, three nights after that, three days after that, um, I woke up and I could hear the phone ringing. It's not I, I don't keep a phone by, by us. And I knew just by the sound of that phone, you know, phones don't change their tone, right? But this particular morning, the, the sound of the phone, um, I, I was just frightened. And I finally mustered enough courage to get up and go answer it. And indeed, it was my sister-in-law. And when I answered the phone, you know, I said, Kim, is everything all right? And she said, no, Robbie's gone. And I said, where'd he go? <laughs> and, and she said, no, he died. And so people ask me, you know, how did he die? It was a very strange passing. He uh, is kind of a perfect storm. We believe that cold was actually the H1N1. So he was on over-the-counter meds. Um, he was on pain killers for his back. He was drinking a little bit, playing pool with his uncle. And then we found out he had an enlarged heart after he passed, which I didn't know. But anyway, so all those contributed to just basically shutting his system down, his heart down, and he floated out of his body. And, you know, when you go through that, when you go through a tragedy, and I've spoken to many, many people whose spiritual path was started by some kind of trauma, some kind of loss, because it shakes us, doesn't it, Rachel? It it's like, is this is you know, it's like the old song, is this all there is? You know, and it it really motivates you then to to dig deeper, to do the research, to do the work, and to find out. So, you know, that's what I was doing. I had and stop me whenever you want. <laughs> I can, I'll just go on and on. <laughs> so that motivated me to um, go and see uh, a medium. I had never seen a medium before, but I wanted to know where, where did my son go? You know, is he okay? Will I ever talk to him or see him again? 
And and I do talk about this this episode in the book that I wrote, but it's she said to me, Oh, your son's right here. And um she said, Do you know what orbs are? <laughs> and I said, Well, not really. You know, I had kind of heard about them and I thought I had taken a picture the night before or the day before. And I said, well, kind of, sort of. And she said, well, your son is telling me that that's your work together. And I looked at her and I said, I don't understand. (laughs) What do you mean that's our work together? And she said, here's kind of the quote from him. He's saying, our work together is to heal. I will heal souls on this side and you will heal souls on that side. You know, in other words, he will bring the people to me. And then she said, he's showing me a bowl of popcorn because I had no idea. How do I do this, Robbie? How do I go about this? I don't know where to turn. And she said, he's showing me a big bowl of popcorn. And there was kind of a big joke about Robbie and his popcorn. But she said, he's leaving it like on the road, like Hansel and Gretel. And he said, mom, I'm going to bring circumstance after circumstance in front of you. And all you need do is trust and follow the popcorn. So we kind of switched roles at that point, right? He became my teacher, my parent, and I became his student, his child in this, because obviously he has a better perspective being on the other side. So that's, you know, so, you know, what I did then I said, okay, if, if this was the purpose of my son, you know, being here and then crossing, I don't say die, I say crossing then it is up to me. It is my responsibility. It is my duty to to do the best that I can. And um, so I started taking pictures and, you know, I I tell people, you know, first the orbs were, uh, and indeed I started getting orbs. It took a little while, but they first started just kind of gray dots, kind of gray spots. And I was so excited. (laughs) I said, oh my God, I got an orb, you know. And um, they didn't have any form. They didn't have any color. I couldn't see anything in them. But I was, I was, I don't want to say religious. I was very diligent at doing this every day and expecting the orbs to be there. And in fact, that's, then they started to evolve because spirit, I'm sure said, okay, you're going to, you, you want this, we will work with you. You know, you have to do your part and then spirit will step in and go, okay, we will assist you. So the orbs really started to evolve. The size grew, the color grew, the insides grew. And, um, you know, when, when I had that reading from the medium, I said, how is this going to help heal? I don't understand. Can you ask Robbie? What? And she says, Nancy, you are going to hold in your hand proof that the spirit goes on. Your sitters, your clients will be able to see this. You know, it's really nice to go to a medium and get these messages, right? But most people can't see or hear, you know, what the medium is seeing. And so a lot of times I'll work with mediums when they do readings or demonstrations or shows. And as they're reading, I take pictures and there'll be orbs next to the person. And sometimes I can see the face of their loved one in it. And it kind of enhances the experience and brings it into reality a little bit more for them. So that's kind of our work. Of course, it has evolved a little bit from that. 
but that's that's what we do. Um, and I've been doing that now. This Robbie crossed in 2010, and so I've been I've been an orb photographer for about uh, almost 12 years now. Okay. Wow. Okay. 2010 is 12 years ago. That's right. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> you know, when, when you lose a, a loved one, I'll just tell you this really quick story. Um, it, you know, you think, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through each day, each mm-hmm. hour or minute, you know? And then as you learn to, and, and Robbie was instrumental in this, he said, mom, you can't concentrate on the last eighth of an inch of my yardstick of life. He said, we had too many good memories, too much for you not to think of me and smile instead of think of me of crying. And as time went on, that's exactly what I was able to do. I switched from being in my pity pool of I'm what I'm not ever going to have to be grateful for what the time that we did have. And that takes time to do that. You know, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time, but, um, and when Robbie crossed, like I said, he was in North Carolina and it, uh, took a little while for his belongings to come back to me when I was, can I talk about a little bit of a premonition? Mm. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and again, I talk about this in my book, but when Robbie was born, I had this terrible, terrible feeling that I wasn't going to have him for a long time. And as mothers, you know, you don't want to ever talk about that because then you think if I say it, it's going to happen. You know, I'm going to bury this deep within me. And that was one of the reasons I had that awful feeling when he walked and I, down the path to get in his car to go to North Carolina. And I was a nervous wreck the whole time he was there. And the night before I, the, the morning of the phone call, I, um, I woke up and it was 1233. And, and I just, you know, you, ha- you know how you get the goosebumps up and down. And, and, and I just tried to ignore it and went back to sleep. Of course, then the phone call the next morning. But when they, when they sent me his belongings, um, there was his watch and his watch had stopped at 3.33, which was my time, 12.33. So Robbie was sell- telling me, yep, mom, you felt me. That is that is when I crossed. So immediately, um, Robbie started to communicate. There are some people that are of the thought or um, what's the word I want? A belief that um, spirits have to be over on the other side for a long time before they can communicate. And Robbie has taught me, I'm bringing up the watch because Robbie has taught me, you know, mom, the other side, there is no time. One of his first instructions to me was mom, don't wear a watch anymore. Do not get caught up in the illusion of time. Just put it aside. If you believe in you are guided by spirit, everything will happen when it's supposed to. And in, you know, at, and at the right moment. So um, I didn't, but what he told me, he said, mom, you know, uh, we can go and be here for a hundred years and then get back on the loop because it's kind of on a loop. Everything happens at the same time, which is really hard for our little pea brains to get around. Right. But, um, and so he can like jump off on that loop and come back. So um, spirits, 
when spirit, I mean, I have been contacted by friends who have died within hours, you know, and then they'll leave me a sign or come in through a reading or whatever. So don't think that, um, you know, you have to wait a certain amount of time before you reach out to your loved one. And the other thing that Robbie told me was, don't think you're taking that loved one or, or away from anybody or anything important because they can be many places at the same time. Because I would have a lot of his friends go, oh, I wanted a dream by Robbie, but I, I'm afraid I didn't want to take him away from you. And I said, no, you, you ask him, you know, it's fine. It's fine. And, and he did. He came to many of his friends in dreams. I'll tell you, you're answering so many of the questions that I had. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No, no, it's fine. Um, I, just, I, I, I think it's interesting that that thing you're saying about, you know, because that is sort of one of the things that people get taught um, when they become mediums is that people, you know, don't expect a reading from your loved one straight after they've died. And, you know, I've I've, you know, heard that many times and I wonder if it's because some people I wonder if it depends on how the clarity with which someone passes well my son has told me that um it's us it's us here because communication mediumship communication is three-way so we know that you know the the spirit world is a much higher vibration so we have to raise our vibration a little bit. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, because when I first heard that, I'm going, what do you mean? Raise your vibration. How do we do that? What is that? But anyway, we have to meet them. So here's what he said. If, if, the, if the sitter is in deep grief or anger or um, any other a, a lower vibrational uh, uh, emotion, mm. you know, then it's harder for spirit to get through. They really have to notch down their vibration to meet us in this 3D world. And if we sink even lower with grief or hate or, or fear, um, then it's even harder for them to reach us. So the communication um, between spirit medium and the sitter is really determined by um, the sitter. You know, as long as the medium's doing their work, spirit always shows up in spades. Spirit is there ready, ready to go. But if they're being blocked, they can't force their way in. Mm. So when I first heard the, uh, the term, well, you need to turn up your vibration, right? <laughs> I'm going, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I've since learned that, you know, everything in the world vibrates. Um, but how we do that is we, and then they'd say, well, drop down into your heart. How do I drop? <laughs> you know, how do I get down to my heart? But it's really just send love. Just think kind thoughts. Just try to go to joy. Those are the highest vibrational um, frequencies where we are, love and joy. And so if you can put yourself in that, you have a much better chance of being able to reach the other side or for them to reach you. And so, you know, it's really important that we, we try to do that. And then I will add that once we do that and, 
and spirit starts talking. Spirit is never willy-nilly. Spirit doesn't waste a moment, a word, an image. So they will come in with the most important message or messages for you at that time. And so some things Robbie's told me didn't make sense until two years later. Mm-hmm. But but hang on to that, you know, always hang on to that. And and you will go, you'll have that oh moment, you know, when, when that happens. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> yes, I'm still here. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Wow. Just processing. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, the, I mean, it's, it's a, it, it, I mean, it is a lot, isn't it? Your story is, you know, you've been, you've been through a lot. I mean, I have, I have two boys. One of them's nineteen, and you know, one of them's nine. And, mm. and the thought of losing either of them is just, you know, just the thought is enough to to make me well up in in tears and. That's, oh yeah, you know it's 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 really a tragedy that you lost. It's the worst. So young, it's the worst pain. My son died two days before his twenty eighth birthday. So um, when it comes time, we have his birthday, his you know, then a, a space, and then his angel date. I call it, but that's the worst pain there is. You know, is for a parent to lose a child. But um, you know what? Again, what gets parents through that is number one knowing that there's a higher cause, a higher reason, mm. a higher existence. Mm. And then one of the things that we don't understand is, is the higher purpose. You know, when, when we lose children or a loved one, we, we get, um, and I'm, I'm not taking anything away from grief. We have to go through grief. We have to process it. But grief to me is a very, um, 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 small place, if you will. It's almost like the world closes in on you and all you can concentrate on is my loss, my loss, my loss. But when you're able to finally break through those walls and then go, okay, why did this really happen? What is the higher purpose? What is the bigger plan here? And, and then how am I to um, bring this about? Then you begin to understand a little bit more. I mean, don't get me wrong. That pain of grief is always with me. You never get through it. You just learn to handle it. You know, if I could throw all this away and have my son next to me, you bet I would do that in a heartbeat, you know, but that's not my choice. That's not my plan. That's not our purpose in this lifetime, which touches on reincarnation, but which I believe, but our plan, my son, our soul's plan, my son and I, and especially Rachel at this juncture in the world, is to try and awaken and heal as many people as we can. We're just trying to plant the seed and trying to prove that look and and through technology, you know, my camera, look, here's proof. Because when I take a picture of, of a mom and there's her daughter or her father or whoever in the orb next to them, and they can see that, you know, again, I tell everybody dust doesn't do that. Dust doesn't form into faces of loved ones in spirit. And, um, and it gives them so much comfort 
And it's like, okay, because that is what set me on my, my adventure, my, my journey, my search was where did he go? Does he still exist? That was important to me. Does he still exist? And he's proven that in spades. And, and it, I don't, you think that's comforting when we know, and we believe, you know, that one day we will all be reunited again. Oh yeah, absolutely. I lost my mum when I was about, I think I was 26 and um, she, she died after being really ill with cancer for two years. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. It was it was really it was really really tough and and when she passed over, I um I still experienced her being around, which was Good. such which was such a shock to me because I had been very very closed to anything to do with spirituality or spirits or anything like that. So it was a huge huge initiation for me as well and I, and I, and I think that does happen to a certain number of people like somebody close to them dying yes is actually what sets them on their their spiritual path and you know I've talked about this before in in other podcast interviews but I you know I really believe that that was like kind of it was divine timing you know yes. it's like it was all planned that this would happen at a certain age you know and I was in my 20s which is still quite young um, yes. to be opening up to spirituality you know without that I don't know whether ever would have happened but if it did it would have been when I was in my 50s or 60s probably because you just get you just get too busy with life oh yeah yeah absolutely I mean, yeah it, we get wrapped up in the earthly things and we forget about the bigger things you know but when that happens and I'm sorry for your mom's pain I know she's fine and surrounded by love and with you all the time um People tell me too, you know, when they hear that Robbie passed, they'll say, I'm sorry for your loss. And I tell them, I I appreciate the sentiment, but I didn't lose him. (laughs) You know, he's right here. He's right with me all the time. And that brings so much comfort. But yes, it is that jolt and it is divine timing. Divine timing is a very important term because everything happens when it's supposed to. Um. I'll just digress just or diverge just a little bit because you brought up divine timing. And I tell people, um, deja vu. Do you experience deja vu? Yeah. Yeah. And and it seems like I had a lot of deja vu right after Robbie crossed, you know, and it would be at the most ridiculous places, you know, and I'm going, I've been here before, I've seen this before, or I've said that before. But it's to reassure our soul because we planned this. We knew, I call those like markers, you know, signposts to let you know that, yep, you're on the right path. You're, you know, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and um, just trust and follow. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing. And I will, I will say this also, um, one of the biggest gifts that Robbie has given me from the other side and through all his communications is he has taken away the fear of death. He has told me what the other side is like. He has told me what, what he's doing, that we're going to be um, together again, what it feels like to be there. You know, us humans, we live most of our life in fear of dying. <laughs> but if we can take that away, then we can truly live. And, and that was a huge gift that he has given me. 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I, to- I totally agree with that. And it, it's it's like you have a different foundation then to build your life upon, knowing you know something different about like what's happening. And and when you've experienced something yourself, and that's why, like you were saying, it's so important for people to see these orbs. Yes. Because then they have an experience and also looking at those orbs, part of them is feeling that energy. Part of them is 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 getting it, whether it's conscious or unconscious. And I think that that sort of personal revelation is 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 so important because I mean, I you know, I still have the humanity part of me that doesn't want to die, that wants sure. to finish all of her projects. That, wouldn't want to leave her kids that you know all of this but I don't have a fear of death yeah you know yeah and and that's how this this work this spiritual journey changes you you know and you mentioned something you know it took a lot of work and yeah being on a spiritual journey is a lot of work we you know we can't turn it over to anybody else we have to do the work I I the books, the seminars, the workshops, you know, I did a lot of studying, a lot of reading and for 10 years, but oh, what I learned, you know, it just changes everything. And um, I mean, I'm still, I, I, I'm like you, I, you know, I don't want to die yet. I don't want to leave. And if there's pain involved, no, thank you. <laughs> you know? But at least, you know, I know, okay, you know, someone's watching over me and there is a plan. And I do know that that I will see my, not just my son, but my dogs, my, you know, everybody <laughs> again. And that is, uh, that's special. That is really special. And Robbie told me, he goes, mom, you mentioned divine timing. He talks about the holy instant or, you know, the, the power of now. He said, you know, when you can live in the now and that's, that's it. He's, you know, all we get, right, Rachel, is this second right now. And so if you if you're fully engaged in right now, what does that prevent? It prevents you from worrying about the past or reliving it or regretting it and worrying about what could or will or should happen. You know, then you allow spirit to bring everything and and everything will fall into place. It's like when we try to drive the bus, we always take it over the cliff. <laughs> but if we're a passenger and let spirit drive that bus, don't get me wrong. We always have the work. We still have to do our part, but they will guide us. And that's where you find the joy. That's where you find the happiness and the peace is in the now. Yeah, absolutely. Very important. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I take you back to when you were saying about like when you started taking photos because you've got this message of like okay you know there's an orb thing happening here <laughs> mum <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay yeah. so there you are trying to take these pictures how long did it take you before you started getting some results well um not long um the first orb that I thought I got it wasn't an orb at all it was, it was just lens flare, but I, you know, I thought, okay. So I believe I had that reading in July or August. And one of the first orbs that started appearing was maybe November. So, um, but I, again, I had to prepare myself. I had to be the channel 
I had to heal and, and raise my vibration and then show up. So every night um, I would take pictures. I always go out in my backyard and I set the intention. I ask spirit from the highest good for the highest good to come in, take pictures. And then I always say thank you, whether I got orbs or not back then. And then um, the first orbs started appearing, like I said, in about November. And they were only about the size of a baseball, if that. And and like I said, just gray. And But I kept at it. I kept at it. And um, when the colors started to come in, I was ecstatic and I wanted to know why, why colors, you know, and it's because I learned that vibration frequency, frequency produces vibration. I'm not a physicist here. Frequency um, produces vibration and vibration produces color. So I'll get into a little bit of the purpose of the orbs, if you would like. Mm. So, um, you know, our chakras, um, you know, they start red at the root, go up red, orange, green, blue, indigo, violet, right? So I I was capturing all those colors and more. So the, the colors come in. Number one, to send messages. If I was were to ask my son, can you send me a little love? You know, I would get a pink orb, <laughs> you know, so pink means love. But if someone was hurt or needed, let's say healing energy, um, then I would see a green orb, you know, or if the orbs were coming to um, give us information or to attune us. Um, I'm talking me now, um, I would see a um, indigo color, you know, in the spiritual center, our third eye, it was resonating with that chakra. So if it resonates with that chakra, then it can match and work with that particular vibration in that particular part of our bodies. So when um, people ask me, what are orbs? Um, There are many things, but they're course, loved ones in spirit at the very foundation, Rachel, their energy, as we all are. When we leave this body, we revert back to energy. And that's the orbs are the purest form of our energy. But um, they're also angels. They're also um, our loved ones. They're also our guides. They're also teachers. They're also animals and pets and, and, and animal totems. Um, but they're also messengers. Um, I had a, a dear friend, she had a, a near death experience. And when she came back from it, she could see orbs with her eyes. I have seen orbs with my eyes, you know, a handful of times. Mainly, I need my camera. But um, I was having lunch with her and, and we're chit chatting, and she starts waving in front of my face. And I go, What are you doing? Why are you waving in front of my face? And she said, Nancy, there are so many orbs around you. I can't see your face. And I said, Really? What are they doing? <laughs> And she said, they're flying into you. They're flying into your aura. They're flying into the crown of your head. They're flying into your mouth. They're flying into your ears. You know, it's, um, I love the word inspiration because spirit is, you know, kind of in that word. And it's like, okay, if you all of a sudden are trying to think of how to solve a problem or how to do something, all of a sudden, I got it. 
well, guess what? You know, you were inspired, <laughs> inspirited, you know, and so um, they're, they're very um, uh, uh, big in the communication that way. That's, that's how they get to us. They come for healing. Um, they come for um, guidance. And um, so that's kind of what the orbs were. Now, you mentioned, you know, you look into the orb and you feel it. Well, um, I would do that, but when they first started <clears throat> and when the faces first started appearing, at least to me, cause I could see the faces, my sitters couldn't at that point. And I could communicate with the spirit through the orb. They would give me messages. I had this one young man, his brother had a terrible, um, I, I learned all this in the reading a, a very terrible snowboarding accident and he was paralyzed and in a wheelchair. And his brother, who was in front of me, um, wasn't quite sure about all this, but and, and nothing wrong with this, but he was as bald as a cue ball. He didn't have much hair at all. And here's his brother, and he shows me he's got dreadlocks. Well, then you get into your human mind, right? You go, no, if he's bald, his brother's got to be bald, right? You know, so I'm kind of fighting with myself. But I, I said, okay, Nance, get out of your head and just, you know, deliver the message. And then he showed me he was in a wheelchair, and then all the messages about thanking his brother for being there and entertaining and keeping his spirits up. And his brother told me, in fact, yes, he had dreadlocks. So. Um, you know, when that started, um, unfortunately, my sitters couldn't see it. But as it's progressed now, Rachel, um, when I capture faces, um, they're almost like pencil drawings. So now most people can see them. And if I outline them and you, you adjust your eyes to the orb, then, um, you know, you can, you'll, you'll be able to see the face, but the orbs are like an onion too. You know, I'll go back and look at some of the orbs and I'll get a different meaning, a different hit, you know? So it's like the more, uh, I, I heard a saying once spirit always meets us where we're at, right? So the more developed that we get, the more in tune that we get, uh, the deeper the message, the more we can dig into that. So it's ever-evolving, ever-changing. Um, I also tell people, they say, well, what do you use You know, to take the orb photos? I just use a cheap digital camera. I do not use my phone. Number one, I take too many pictures. But um, phone cameras and high-end cameras, um, they have too many filters. And so they actually filter out the way the orb shows up. It's kind of like a red infrared filter. And so I don't do that. So I, I use this camera and I take the picture. My camera is always on the same setting, always with the flash on. So you would expect the orbs are just going to stay put, right? Just show up the same way. Nope. <laughs> no. Um, and on my website, I, I go through the different types of orbs and they're still evolving. You know, like I said, I've been doing this 12 years and they still involve, evolve and show me different things. I've named them like the spotlight orbs or the crown jewel orbs or the planet orbs or, you know, I mean, it's really a drastic change that they show. And then they come and go. They'll, like my favorite, I, 
call the crown jewels because they almost look faceted and brilliant. And But they were only there for about six months, went away and never came back. So, you know, again, dust doesn't do that. Now, can you take pictures in a dust storm and say, oh, there's an orb, you know, but those are what I call false orbs. So you never want to take dust on windy days. You never want to point your camera directly into the light because then you get lens flare, rain, you don't want to do it, um, stuff like that. And and again, I'll, I go into that a little bit on my website. So people, people, if they want to have a go at shooting orbs, they should use a digital camera. Yes, ma'am. And it doesn't have to be an expensive one or anything. No. I use a little uh, Nikon Coolpix, you know, cheap, cheap. And um, but the key is to leave the flash on always, even during the day. There's a whole thing that I, I don't have time to get into, but they use the energy of the flash to appear. Yeah, it's not that they're reflecting. It's called fluorescing. But but then what's even even just as important is your intent um, that you ask, you know, that this be from the highest good for the highest good and your gratitude. And then you set a routine with spirit. Spirit, spirit likes us to talk to them at a certain time and a certain day or, you know, whatever. You, you establish that rapport. And um, so anyway, so it's the camera. Uh, you know, the prayer for the highest good, the intent and gratitude. I go out, I have done many, many demonstrations where I will take pictures. I'll have, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 people. That's all I can do at one time. And I'll take pictures of every participant in the, um, that comes to see me and knock on wood, (laughs) spirit has never let me down. Every single one of those people will have an orb by them because I believe that they will be there. So it's our faith and trust. So, you know, again, that goes to intent. Yeah. And that's it. And it's opening up a, a doorway to make it possible then, isn't it? Absolutely. So, I mean, cause like, I mean, my, my understanding of modern technology is like completely nil, but I, so I guess you can't take, or you can't get orbs like online by kind of snapping a, you know, like on a video call or something, you can't take a, a picture and get an orb that way. Well, or can you? <laughs> <laughs> you can. Okay. Um, you know, my business, my my photography, I always thought, okay, I have to be in person, right? And then we had, you know, the epidemic um, COVID hit. And so I had some people call me and they go, can, and they had um, lost their son, you know, well, can you can you give us a reading on Zoom and take a picture? And I went, maybe, why not? Um, so in fact, they were in England. And so I brought them up on the screen and I gave them their reading. I said, okay, now I'm going to take some pictures. So what I did is I dimmed the lights. In fact, I did it in this room. I dimmed the lights a little bit and I took pictures with them on the screen. And sure enough, not only was there an orb but I described their son. You know, there's a mantra that I I love to uh, live by. And the the great teacher, um, Wayne Dyer, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Mm. You know, he's just wonderful. Um, His quote was, you know, it says in the Bible, with God, all things are possible. 
what does that leave out? <laughs> you know, he added that in, you know, what does that leave out? So if we don't limit spirit, spirit is not limited. So, you know, it's, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, you know, now so many of my medium friends had to revert to Zoom or phone or whatever because they couldn't do mm. in person and they're just as strong because, you know, spirit has told me that what we know now, what we are experiencing now, what we're discovering now is only the tip of the iceberg. They said, you have no idea the magic that awaits you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's so interesting. And I am getting a sense like from what you've been telling me, but that there is an element of physicality to what you're doing. And like, you know, if we read about like mediumship sort of going back into the Victorian ages, they were really, really um, keen on doing these physical I can't, I know there's a word for it and I can't remember. It, it. is. Yeah. It's physical mediumship. Yeah. And, but, and but there yes. was something about like when they would like get things to come out of the ethers, like ectoplasm oh. and there's a, like, a, there's a, and, and like none of us are interested in that now. We don't, we don't do that now, but like when I'm hearing you talking, it's like you've specialized what, like one of the senses, like maybe clairvoyance, I don't know. Um, for this always but also it's like your 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 energy is helping them manifest as well it's like you're lending a bit of physicality to it yeah. so it can be a little bit more present and that's just fascinating Nancy you know Rachel um uh, we all have gifts we all came in for a purpose mine just has to happens to be I'm going to be the vessel to take pictures of orbs and yes that is a form of physical mediumship you know, just like the old days, you know, where they had they they had to hear them knock or they had to see the the ectoplasm pouring out of the medium's mouth, you know, or I, <laughs> you know, I don't know that I would I could handle that. But um, but still, we're human. And so spirit knows, you know, you guys need to see and hear and feel and taste and touch, you know, to to in uh, strengthen your belief. And so they've, they've moved this up, you know, they said, okay, well, now we're going to move into this. And we all, all of us have gifts. If we um, uh, dedicate the time and um, the effort to find out what they are and to open them. I have several friends who get orbs, but, but then even with that, I don't know many people that get orbs with the faces of loved ones on a consistent basis like I do. So that's my niche. You know, other people might get orbs and they have letters or symbols in them, you know, or whatever. So even within a, a modality, which is we're talking about orb photography here, then you can branch off a hundred different ways. And, you know, and, and they do, you know, so I talked earlier about my friend who had the near-death experience. And when she was on the other side, she walked into a room. And I just love this story because it's so visual. And she said there were shelves and shelves and shelves as far as you could look um, into infinity. And on these shelves were gift boxes. But she said every single one was wrapped different. And that's what we do. We come in with our own yeah. unique gift, our own gift box, yeah. but it is up to us to open it. 
Yeah, ex- ex- exactly, exactly. And that that's something I, I really feel passionately about as well, because like, I've had people say to me, well, what's the point of me developing my psychic abilities? You know, I, I don't want to go and read people's fortunes. And I'm like going, no, 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 that's not it. That, that's not what we have spiritual and psychic abilities for. There's so million different ways that they can be used and each one of us like you're saying is completely unique and you you know each of us has that one gift that the divine planted into us only us because the world needs us yes and the, the you know the and you bring up a great point you know it's not important for everybody to to read people's fortunes that's not exactly what you said that's not the reason the reason is to awaken the awareness that we all are one and that we are all connected and what we do to one we do to all you know and that is the ultimate well that's one of the big reasons why we need to open up to spirituality because then we we move into the power of love, the power of compassion, the power of tolerance, and and that's when we rise as humanity. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to I wanted to take you back to sort of where you started from, really, which was, but specifically that kind of shock where you found out that you could kind of do this stuff. <laughs> Because I'm imagining, I'm imagining maybe you didn't have any idea about that. Since since that's happened, have you have you heard any stories about other members of your family sort of going back in 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 the lineage? Was there something you know that all started to make sense afterwards? Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it was a shock the first time that I thought, wait where did that come from? You know, how did I know that? You know, I would go to these workshops and I'd sit there doubting myself. What am I doing here? I can't, I'm not a medium. I can't talk to the other side, but the first time it happens, it's remarkable, but it is a process. You know, it takes a long time to get there, but it's an innate ability in all of us. I can't stress that enough. You just have to pry that can open, you know, and let it out. Um, So how did I find out well, I have strong Celtic roots and on one side and the other side, I have gypsy roots. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of, but it wasn't anything that anybody talked about. My Celtic grandmother could read tea leaves and my um, gypsy grandmother would have prophetic dreams. So I actually have lineage on both sides and they have since come in to tell me, you know, this and that they are helping me, but I never thought about it. I never discussed it. Um, But, uh, you know, when, when we're on this path, we get to meet so many of our ancestors, you know, and find out so much about um, uh, what they went through. You know, and, you know, I mean, we go back to the Salem witch trials or the, you know, the uh, what's the big Renaissance thing, the the Christian crusades and how many people they killed. And, you know, I mean, it was a horrible time to live. So people didn't advertise. People didn't do this. But also, Rachel, I believe that people, um, the masses like we have now, it's like 
Don't you think sometimes everybody you talk to, yeah, I'm an intuitive, I'm intuitive, which is wonderful because it means that more people are waking up. But back then they didn't have that. So, and, the, and then the ones that realized it, I think if we compared a lot of their abilities to today's abilities, they would almost be rudimentary. Um, but, but they had to, you know, that's how it's, it's got to start somewhere, you know, at least in this cycle. Mm. And, um, so, you know, no one talked about their gifts. No one said, you know, I mean, I, I would have these amazing dreams when I was little and no one would believe me. And I didn't dare tell tell people what I was dreaming. Mm. You know, mine were all, my dreams were always about the elementals and the fairies and, you know, and all of that. And, and I believe they lived in my walls and, you know, (laughs) but, you know, back then, especially at my age, you know, if if you said to, to your parents, oh, grandma was standing at the end of my bed, you know, oh, shut up. Or you get beat or put in a (laughs) mental hospital. Now these kids are coming in and your generation and the generations to follow, um, you know, to parents who understand and nurture, you know, when kids come in, I've heard story after story about kids saying, oh, there's grandpa. They never met grandpa and grandpa's been gone for five years, but yet they see him standing there, you know, so they come in with these gifts and what we've done in the past is shut them down. And now because parents are more awakened, especially moms, no offense, dads, but especially moms, you know, then they allow their children the space to share and talk about it without ridiculing them and judging them. I mean, we've heard so many stories about these kids coming in and remembering past lives that can be documented. You know, I mean, it's incredible. So things are shifting, gifts are opening, and and it it's just a beautiful thing to witness. It it, it is, and 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 things are changing slowly, bit by bit. I, I'm not sure it's quite as fast here. In um, no, no, we still have a long way to go, but yeah. I think we're on an upward trajectory, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's it. So people who are sensitive to these things, the information is out there for mm-hmm. them to find. Yes, when they need it, and the, and the people are out there for them to find. As Absolutely, well. and 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 that's really lovely because yeah, we have forgotten as a, as a society, as a culture, this is part of our humanity. This is not something only special people have. This is something that everybody has. Like we all have in you know. All the all the qualities that every human has. This is just another one of them, and 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 again, you know, like if you're a very talented runner, you didn't get that um, proficiency at running by sitting on the sofa. You had exactly. To, you had to go out and you had to build all those muscles, and just like you have built your orb muscles. <laughs> yes, absolutely, and I agree with you a hundred percent. You work at it. You you know, yeah. it's not. Um, Anything worth having is is worth working for, right? Yeah. And and I will add, you know, to to your description of everybody can do it and we all should do it and there's nothing wrong with doing it. You know, I get that a lot from people who are mm, still kind of stuck in the old ways, I'll say. And um, you know, that this isn't that this isn't evil. This isn't this no. is beautiful. 
yeah this is this is part of who we are and and it's time time for us to own that and and uh, yeah talking about another myth like when I was a kid because I had I had a feeling that I had something in me but I was under the impression that if you were psychic or clairvoyant or whatever then you had to be the seventh daughter of a seventh daughter of a gypsy lineage and you had to be able to do it from the moment you opened your eyes at birth basically and if you couldn't do that if you didn't if you didn't come in like hearing the voice of spirit it meant that you weren't you weren't psychic and and that that I think has done ever such a lot of harm that that illusion because because so many of us need to work through you know there's a lot of a lot of wounding from all of those you know oh yeah hundreds of thousands of of, yeah. of women and men dying in 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 Europe and and so yes. on and so forth there's a lot of stuff to get over sometimes before you can start going yeah I do hear voices yeah. you know there's there's psychological stuff in the way it doesn't necessarily show itself at all it can be completely blocked so you know if anybody's listening and they feel like um you know they're drawn that way Go, but they think they've got no talent. Don't worry about it. Listen to you. If you if you're drawn towards it, there's a reason. There's yeah. something to uncover. Yeah, absolutely. And and everybody is important. Everybody can do this. And there's a reason why we are all asking these deep questions now and moving towards this. I love the younger generation. You know, they're really tapping into this because they're going, well, why did we always do it that way? Why not do it this way? So they're asking those kind of questions and that will move us even faster. I'll add one quick thing if we have time. This work and um, what I went through, um, I found out, of course, I lost my son. My dad lost a son, my grandfather lost a son, his grandfather lost a son. And Robbie came in and said, mom, because of the way you handled this and stepped into it, and I'm still working on that and embraced it. He said, not only did you heal the past, but you broke the karma and healed the future. So there's an importance to this work too, that goes beyond what we were just discussing. So yeah, I just want to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's family lineages that are healing. Yes. And then and then, you know, we're starting to spread that out to the cultures and the societies around Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. I mean, we don't like you say, you know, because we're down here sort of in the middle of it. It is hard for us to have that overall perspective because yeah. we're sort of, you know, on the battle through the mud. Yeah. <laughs> as it as it as it were. But yeah. um you know, I mean, I, I I can remember when meditation was completely rejected by the medical profession. And yoga. <laughs> yeah, and yoga. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, that was an evil practice. Yeah, well, that, yeah. that is still a bit, that is still a, a bit way out in some places in, in Europe. There is still a kind of Christian thing that, that that it's evil. But I mean, I think I think in America, I think, you know, something in certain terms you are, especially California, <laughs> you're, a yeah. bit, you're a bit in front, <laughs> bit in front of us. In, in, Thank goodness. In some ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're right. And, you know, you touched on meditation and messages from spirit over and over and over and over again is take time to do meditation. It doesn't have to be cross-legged, you know, saying OM and, you know, going into trance. Just take two or three minutes to center yourself, calm yourself so you can hear or receive the messages. That's all it takes. We're so busy 
you know, in this hubbub of life, we lose that connection to spirit and that's how we get it back. So I want to stress the importance of, of even two or three minutes a couple times a week. I, I used to have um, a yoga teacher when I lived in the UK and her name was Dallas and she was just absolutely lovely woman and she'd been doing teaching yoga for years and years and years and she was very British very sort of no nonsense and 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 she said <laughs> to me one day you know I can see all sorts of colors when I'm teaching this class and I said oh really because I, I didn't know she'd never mentioned anything about anything psychic or spiritual or whatever and she said yeah after all these years of doing yoga you know it really does stuff to your chakras <laughs> Yeah. And it opens you up. You know, I just taught a uh, class, um, Reiki one class, because I'm a Reiki master. And and I taught I had some women here. And, and we were trying to, you know, open up the channels and the chakras and teach them. And and this one gal came, woke up afterwards. And she said, I can, I saw so many colors, <laughs> you know, so I said, that's a good thing. You know, that means things are happening, things are opening. And uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and and it's fun when you open and connect. You know, I, like I said, I've been doing this for 12 years, Rachel, and I get up every day. Okay, spirit, what are you going to show me today? What am I going to do today? How can I serve? You know, and you start the day like that and it's always magical. Yes, absolutely. Um, and what is your next thing? Have you got a next thing that you're, <laughs> you're about to get into? Um, well, actually, um, I, I just launched my podcast too. So I do that on the second and, and fourth Thursday of every month. It's called the spheres of spirit. (laughs) Thank you, Robbie. (laughs) He did that, but I'm kind of excited. The end of the month, I'm, I'm going to go to the Hopi Indian reservation and I will be there for a week and I will be with all the wisdom keepers and immersed in their ceremonies and taken to um, very sacred places that the public isn't usually allowed. There's 13 of us going. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, my work has taken me all over the world. Um, the orbs uh, never let me down. Um, I just got back from Peru, Machu Picchu, and through there in September. Um, I hope to be going to England um, and in the fall, but uh, I'm not sure if that's going to work out. I try to do one big trip, you know, every year. And then my son is still after me to <laughs> write another book. <laughs> so we'll have to see how that does. But so that, you know, that'll keep me busy for now. I still do readings and I still do my classes. And and then, of course, um, uh, the podcast. So that's enough. Thank you, Spirit. <laughs> but I don't have, you know, we're just now starting to um, have big events. I am leaving for Florida um, next month to do a kind of a private, smaller controlled event, but to have the big events again, we're just not ready to do that yet, but I think that's going to be happening soon. Yeah. 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 I think so. I mean, here in Denmark, we're, we're pretty open now. Everything's open has been for about two months. Oh, good. Not really any restrictions uh, um, at all. And that all seems to be working. Excellent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, hopefully we're there soon. I just I just wanted to say that, you know, I'm I'm really sorry about what happened with your son. And, you know, it's just such a tragedy. and And I really feel for you. But at the same time, I'm also really grateful for you 
and what you're offering to the world and the service that you have given to everyone that you've worked with. You know, I can just really feel that energy coming off you, Nancy, of like, like I said right at the beginning of like having brought comfort to so many people and all of those ripples like going out into the into the web you know so yeah it's, you know I'm I'm really you know my heart's really with you for the for the tragedy and but you've 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 made good of it you and Robbie you've made oh, you've made good of it yeah that's a, a lovely and beautiful way to um say that and I appreciate that thank you so much that's why I do this work and so thank you for acknowledging that and feeling it you know yeah, thank yeah. you yeah, yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. What's the best way for people to find you on the internet, on social media, and so on? Um, and my website is um, theorbconnection.com, all one word. Um, I have a Facebook page, The Orb Connection. You can go on there. My books are on Amazon, um, Entering the Light Fantastic. And the second one was Encircled by the Light Fantastic. And um, yeah. So if you leave me a message in either one of those places, uh, my Facebook page or my my uh, website, I can certainly um, respond. I get people sending me pictures all the time, you know, saying, what do you what do you see? What do you see? Um, and then, of course, my podcast, if you'd like to tune in, uh, you can uh, go to YouTube uh, spheres of spirit and it should pop up. Brilliant. All right. Well, it's been lovely talking to you today. Any 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 last words of wisdom before we finish? Um, no, I would just ask people to um, not give up hope, you know, stay at the it, it, the power of love is I think it was Jimi Hendrix said, you know, when the, the love of when the love of power of love overrides the love of power is when we get into a better place. I'm, I'm scrambling that terribly, but it was something like that. Um, so always act from a place of love, always be kind, um, you know, and it's the little things. It's just the little things that change the big things. So I want to thank you for having me. It was a lovely conversation, Rachel. Thank you. It's gone really fast that hour, hasn't it? It did. Yeah, it went yeah, really yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always does. I love doing this. I love doing this. It's just yeah. so much fun. People are yeah. so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, maybe one day you can be a guest on my show. Oh, I would love that. Okay. Well, I will. It would be May or June, but we will work it out. Okay. Let's do you, it. Okay. Great. So, thank you. Thank you for your time today. And Bye, everybody, and thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Take care. We love you. Bye. Oh, 
Paina mai kapuana e kahaliko kua kuku i. Ahu heia valeana oe e kahaliko kua kuku i. Kuhia o kanaia akapuhu kumoni nei. Pikoi kahima naho i kahapili koluaia. Eia ke kahula lo pihana e kohupuhu kapalili ai. Haina mai kapuana e kahaliko puokuhukui. Ahu heia vale ano e kahaliko puokuhukui. Kuhia ho konaia akapuhu ke momoni nei. Ikoi kahima naho ikapili kualuaia. Ia ke kaula lo pihana he kohupu kapaliliai. Haina mai kapuana e kahaliko puakukui. Hey, no one know na ka ue i.